what is up, everybody? Welcome to another edition of Movies for Breakfast, the podcast. As always, I am your host, Trent Johnson, and I am joined once again by James Correas and Anna Bryant. Guys, this podcast is going to be full of spoilers. Calls <laughs> <laughs> him like he sees him. Just lots and yeah, this, lots this, of car spoilers. This movie made a billion. Come on. It made a billion dollars. Our thoughts are, at least my thought is, if you see in-game in a title of a audio podcast or a video on YouTube or an article on the interwebs, maybe don't click it if you haven't seen the movie. So, that being said, from here on out, we are in spoiler territory, and we are not looking back. That's fair. So, with that being said, the movie we are talking about today is the only movie... James, to make a billion dollars in its opening weekend. Worldwide. Avengers Endgame. And now, our feature presentation. We're the Avengers. We gotta finish this. You trust me? I do. Avengers Endgame, directed by the Russo's brothers, who did... The, the one before this, Avengers Infinity War. <laughs> um, I don't think we have to explain the story all that much because I feel like we're going to get into it in the general overall review. And I feel like we know the cast of characters here. So with that being said, I just want to get right into Anna's overall thoughts because Anna is not like James and I in the sense that she is not a huge MCU uh, follower. She does not have – she does not attend the church of Kevin Feige. Mm -hmm. Anna, what were your oh thoughts God. of this movie? The culmination of the first 22 or so MCU movies. Oh, the man. end. The end of a epic journey. The last chapter of, let's say, the MCU's first book. Yeah. Oh, the first book. I mean, I saw Infinity War. And Infinity War set the bar really, really high. And I just felt like this didn't live up to that in a lot of ways. And as someone who isn't a churchgoer, um, you <laughs> know, I wasn't, <laughs> I wasn't caught up on the Gospels of the MCU. And so there was a lot of context that that I that I wasn't totally prepared for, that so I felt into... more, more prepared for in Infinity War. So you weren't into the fact that in this movie, literally the Marvel Cinematic Universe flexes on people by going back to their own movies <laughs> like and just walking around in them for like a good amount of time. Yeah. Basically, the whole second act is them revisiting movies that they had made in the past, which I think was Avengers. Everybody, I feel like most people have seen that one. Um, Thor, The Dark have World. Have you seen it, Anna? A lesser known one of uh, Anna, have you seen Avengers? <laughs> you seen the Avengers first one? one? No. Oh wow! So all that the Hulk jokes just go over your head, like when he's bitching about the stairs and stuff. Yeah. Oh no. <laughs> yeah, I mean, okay, I laughed. Yeah. I thought they were funny then. It was funny because it's like Savage Hulk. He's just like no stairs, and he just pissed off all the time. Um, we'll get to the characters in a in a second, but. Yeah, so they do visit Thor: Dark World, a movie that a lot of people probably skipped in the MCU rewatchable. I mean, I'll, I'll be honest; that's the one movie that I haven't seen all the way I, through. I don't really know if you have to have seen it. Uh, you just have to know that his mom died, and that scene is emotional. That he re, like sort of reconnects with his mom in a place where, in a tragic place in his life. <laughs> um, so that's interesting. It's interesting that you that 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 was sort of threw you off. Have you seen Guardians one? Did you see yes. any of the movies that they revisited? Okay, I've seen guard. Okay, I've seen Guardians one. I've seen Infinity War, and I think I saw the Avengers before that, but I think I only watched that after Infinity War. Okay, and I've seen Iron Man one, and I've seen Winter Soldier. Okay, so you've seen the greatest hits. Okay, yeah, basically. yeah, I guess. And you've seen Black Panther, and you've oh, seen, I've seen Thor Black Ragnarok. Panther. Yeah, uh, Captain Marvel. I've seen Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel, the yeah, newer ones. Those you've, are recent. You're kind of on. You're like a late comer, but you're sort of in now. I feel yeah. like you can't go back. Well, and we'll talk about what options latecomers have too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there were lists like five movies you should watch before in game and stuff like that. They came oh, out. Well, <laughs> I mean, the Russo brothers like, kind of put of one out too. It's a lot of commitment. Yeah. It is. Okay, but overall, you didn't think it was as good as uh, Infinity War. No. Before I move on to James, 
did you think that that being said, did you think that it was a good send off to some of these characters, and that it was a good sort of finish to this saga, the Infinity Saga, is what they're calling it? Um, I was thought it, it was a, I thought it was a good send off for Iron Man. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I felt that. Um, didn't think it was a great send off for uh, Black Widow. Okay. <laughs> uh, right. Partially because it's um like. It's a death that we just watched in the last movie. Okay, so but like, the diff- there are differences between the two. Well, there are differences, but it's like walking into it, like we know that they, like we know. Well, we it's know not- someone has to die for the soul stone. Yeah. I mean, that's the rules of the of the universe, right? The soul for a soul, someone had to go. I did think it was going to be Hawkeye, though, for like half that scene. No. Yeah, they did a good job of no, like going back they, and forth. The movie opened with his family disappearing. Yeah, but that's what I mean. He is like a he had really turned to. We're we're, we're not in the characters part yet. Let's let's. let's <laughs> so, uh, you thought it was a good send off for Iron Man. What about Captain America? Did you think that was a good? T- we also have that. We have as many problems as I have with the time travel. I mm. did think it was a sweet send off for him. Yeah. He gets his happy ending. Yeah. Like, it's a way to lose a character and still be happy about it. And so I think that was well done. Yeah, because a lot of people thought he was done. I thought he was going to be... If you would have asked me who sacrifices himself for the Soul Stone before going into the theater, I probably would have said Captain America. Because it feels like a Captain America move. But the way they sort of did it, it makes sense why that wasn't the case. But that that being said, James, what yeah. were your overall thoughts? Let's move let's move on to you real quick before we get into sort of more specific details. Uh I really enjoyed it. Uh because it felt like a Saturday morning cartoon mm. for me, like in the best possible way. And it was it felt like I was reading a com- like a comic book that I've read coming to the big screen. That's how it felt like with all these like team ups and all this other stuff that you would never expect to come together. Shout out to Nebula and War Machine, the most fun team up. In yeah. <laughs> and the thing about this movie is, it's like you've had to go watch it the opening weekend. It was an event. No, we're not there yet. Kind of like, well, I'm just <laughs> saying, like you know, it it was there was this urgency to just go see this. Mm. Yeah, I mean, James literally flew to D.C. to see it with me as a companion so we could... Oh, my goodness. You didn't Guys, know this? Yeah. taking the train down. Oh, shit. You're, you definitely would have. I don't know why we didn't think of that. Or a bus. Something. Yeah. We suck, James. That's we cool, totally guys. could have set that up. That's cool. But you, you didn't want to do what we did. We, well, we saw it twice we, in a row, back to back. First we saw it regular. I'm a, like I'm a cool I'm a cool mom. You saw it regular and then we saw it in IMAX. <laughs> okay, so well, we forgot this part. So after we saw it the first time, we went because I had so many rewards from AMC uh, A list. <laughs> we did. I had like sixty five dollars worth of rewards. So we ate lots of I just like cashed them all in and we just ate and we just Watched it in IMAX the second time. We ate crappy movie theater food, popcorn, big ass sodas. It was great. It was a fun time, and we knew when to go to the bathroom because that was and it was topic of the thing about the second time was (laughs) was like it was it it was fun to know when certain things are gonna happen and just watch like the the crowd's reaction. Fat Thor hashtag Fat Thor. Which that was fun seeing the crowd do that, and also just when they, we'll get to the story beats in a second. Um, my overall thoughts was, I I still think it's I actually think it's better than Infinity War. Um, I think there are more twists and turns. I think because of how good Infinity War, I do think that they needed one another, that it needed an Infinity War to sort of establish Thanos as this like sympathetic character, and then for him to really go full villain in this movie was a lot of fun. Um, I'm going to piggyback yeah, on James for a, a second point. when he said Sunday morning cartoon, very comic booky. This is the most comic booky movie they've made so far. Just with the time travel, with like a villain from the past that they've already killed in their time coming back for them. And the fact that they don't see it coming and that he kind of ambushes them. It's very comic booky. And then the whole, obviously, 
the last battle sequence, the final battle when they bring back everybody from Infinity War that was dusted, which we all knew was going to happen. A, it was done well. And B, the battle scene, though it's kind of hard to see and it's a lot of CGI, was a tremendous amount of fun. It was so much fun. And I just think that, you know, you t- you couple that with the send-offs and some of the loosens that it does tie up. And I think it was a great last chapter and it was extremely fulfilling and satisfying. And yeah, I really, really liked it. I liked it more than Infinity War, I think. But that may be recency bias. I'm trying not to have that. I haven't seen Infinity War in like six months, so... Um, <laughs> Trent loves this movie. I love this movie. I, I really you. do. I, he, I, really, I love okay. Thanos in this movie. I don't know why. The it was whole, like a really just like a whole lot of fun. The whole time I was hanging out with him, he wouldn't stop quoting <laughs> Thanos. Thanos has some really great time. lines in this movie. He wasn't as monologue-y, but he his lines were more like cutting in this movie. Like they were just like more diabolical. I really like that he sort of It's funny that he it's he he destroyed half the universe in the last movie, but in this one it really feels like he, he turned heel. <laughs> like he was like really over the fact that they were trying to undo his shit. Actually, they do undo it before he gets back. But um that being said, let's move into uh real quick on the atmosphere James mentioned. For us it was like uh, it was almost like watching a sporting event. Like the 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 applause and the gas when they storm Thanos in the first twenty minutes of the movie and cut his arm off. I don't think I've ever heard a more surprised audience <laughs> with something in a movie because everybody was just like, well, "What is going on here? Like this is supposed to be the villain, and he just got, you know, just got immobilized basically." Um, and then obviously the the Fat Thor moments and 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 then the, the portals. Whenever Black Panther comes out of the portal, it just gives Captain America a nod. People went crazy and Spider Man as well. And then James asked, what is Spider-Man swinging, swinging on? Which was a good <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that was what I was wondering. I was like, why? If people are going to be nitpicky about stuff, they're like, okay, what was Spider-Man swinging on? The ship? Maybe a ship on Titan. He was not a, like, a junkyard <laughs> planet, so it's possible that he found something to do. Uh, James, what, you, you sort of talked about it a little bit already, but atmosphere-wise, uh, you know, did this sort of deliver what you expected? Uh, yeah, because... I don't know. For me, the fun parts were them going back to the old movies, like when they went to the first Avengers. I thought that was like a lot of fun. And especially whenever Captain America meets his old self. This is America's ass? That is America's ass? Well, no, like (laughs) kind of like how Captain America has changed. Yeah. Like like where you expect him to be a certain way in the elevator scene. But he's just like yeah. playing mind games, it is, it's and he also did that it's, when he was no, sorry. when he was uh, fighting himself. Like he played mind games with himself, kind of thing. He's like, I don't need to be that strong, but I know how to mess you up. It's a good point because people forget that in Avengers One, like he's basically fresh out of the ice, oh. right? Like, there's like no acclimation time. He basically goes from being frozen to fighting Loki in New York City. And then the version that's an end game has gone through a lot more, but also been in this modern world for like 15 years now, or maybe longer because they had the time jump. But uh, it is interesting that, that I didn't think about that until now. Good point, James. And then, Anna, your atmosphere was a little lackluster because you went, what, a few days after it opened? Yeah, I went on Saturday, which like is so weird to think about. Like, Saturday. A few, since- a few days after <laughs> Two days after it's already dead. New York City is done. They're like, we're done with this. We're done. I know. She saw it in New York, too. Yeah, I did. But I think maybe it depends on, like, the theater you go to. Like, I went to a theater that, like, I'm sure Alamo had a really good atmosphere. But it was also totally sold out super far in advance. (laughs) Yeah, right. Exactly. If you want to talk about atmosphere, like, not only the the movie is just walking around everyone you could tell like everyone that's gonna go see this movie and like i was wearing my little iron man shirt yeah you were People were like oh hey cool shirt people going out of the way and asking they even asked us out of as soon as we're walking out they're like is there an after credits scene we googled, we googled that while we were in the theater yeah and there's yeah <laughs> i think that was the i think that was the right move by the directors to be like, you know yeah, what, this is this it. is standalone. We're not doing. But it kind of would have been nice. Maybe there will be one. <laughs> maybe there will be one in the Spider-Man movie coming up at the end of July. But we'll see. 
Um, so next is, I, I want to talk about the story structure a little bit because, like we mentioned a little bit earlier, the fact that Thanos, the version of Thanos that is the bad guy in Infinity War, gets taken out within 15 minutes of this movie. Um, Captain Marvel goes and rescues Tony Stark and Nebula <coughs> from space. They're about to die, so you get that sort of brush with death. They come back to Earth, and then all of a sudden they're, you know, they're like ready to go with Captain Marvel to go fight Thanos. Did that? Did it surprise you guys at how fast that stuff started to happen? It did feel pretty fast. No. Whole, I no. mean, like, I know this movie. <laughs> I know it's like part two. But it felt like it felt like the beginning was super fast. Like these big things happen. Like they come in, they kill Thanos right away. Did anyone then, feel bad for Thanos when that happened? They yeah. just run up in his house, <laughs> like, and they cut his head off. <laughs> I mean, like, did Thanos not think people were gonna be pissed off that he made half the universe disappear? No. But the thing I think I actually think that that version of that character at that time was at peace with that like that he knew people were coming for him and he didn't yeah. care like he well he yeah was i mean he look at how invincible he was throughout all of infinity war like if he really wanted to like stay alive on his little just probably could planet, have escaped yeah he yeah. could have but he didn't really want to yeah, he didn't care well, not that he yeah he didn't care it was the, the mission was over he was he was willing to rest and he was fairly confident that they could not undo what he had done and I think that was a big point of it. Uh, James, we, me and you vo- avoided spoilers pretty hardcore, but we did. We, I had mentioned a theory to you, which did not come true. Um, so that being said, we did Remind really, me what the theory was? I don't even remember. Because that's, that's how I know it wasn't right, because <laughs> I can't remember what it was. But, uh, yeah, I mean, were you surprised that they sort of offed him so fast and, and how that sort of sets the story up? Because it makes sense that they would be like want they want a vengeance, right? That's their name, the Avengers. They want to go out there and, and and undo what's done as fast as possible, and then they find out it doesn't work. That sort of sets the table for the rest of the story. That they can't undo it. I don't know. I didn't really think too much about it. <laughs> like, honestly, movie. I, I, honestly, I was like the the beginning was so slow for me. Yeah. The first time I watched it, because I was like, I just want to see the battle. What's gonna happen at the oh, end? Oh man. And then, yeah, yeah. I was enjoying it's just the journey. Me, I was enjoying the ride. This, I know, me just being so impatient with it. Well, part of me wanted... Then, there was a part of, of the movie where I'm like, okay, well, when does Thanos get back in this? Because you know he's coming. Right? But then I was just like, I was like, I'm not worried about it because there's time travel in this movie, obviously. Yeah. Which was like a... People have been like, t- rumor, rumor talk about it. Uh... But yeah, the, watching it the second time back to back, I appreciated the the slow build up to the epic conclusion. Yeah, let's talk about the five year time jump and how it sort of depicts superheroes in a way that other movies haven't, in the sense that they failed and they are sort of coping with that, and it is really messing with them. Yeah, and that was really cool. I like that direction. Yeah, especially uh, Black Widow. She, after all those years, she didn't stop. Nope, she was still trying to figure out a way. And then you have Hawkeye's character. <coughs> I like how they all differ- deal with it in different ways. Hawkeye loses his family, and he just starts murdering bad guys, basically. And then you have Tony Thor, starts a family. who drinks and becomes fat. And <laughs> plays Fortnite all day with a rock man. <laughs> okay, so, so uh, one thing, one thing. I really liked the rock that- man. Taiko, Taiko Atiti comes Cork. back. How about that? <laughs> who, who's dressed up exactly like Taiko Atiti? Yeah, he's got like a Hawaiian shirt on. <laughs> like just... Oh man, the uh, noob master sixty nine. <laughs> That's one thing. Fortnite and then the Hulk dabbing. I'm telling you, will not age well. It's funny because in the movie, the but year, it's funny. The year is twenty twenty three, and dabs and Fortnite are still around. Like, I guess the smart half of the world got dusted, and that dabs and Fortnite are still a thing. That's how, how, that's how people say I love you. So, they, so basically, the so let's talk about the rat that saves the universe. 
because Ant-Man is sort of the key to this movie as far as propelling them, giving them hope. And he gets let out of the quantum realm because of a rat. <laughs> not a special rat. Not a rat with superpowers. Not a rat man. Just, not just a rat. Splinter from Ninja Turtles. No, a rat, literally. Um, Ant-Man gets out, goes cross-country to Avengers headquarters, basically says, hey, we should time travel. They recruit Tony, who has a family. At that point, did you guys worry about Tony Stark's future in the movie? Because I feel like him with the family, that's almost like the guy in the war movie that's like, hey, I just got a letter from my fiancé. Like, <laughs> and it's just like, oh, no. Does this mean that he's going to die? <laughs> and he was so... Uh, I actually like that about his character because in the, in the other Marvel movies, he's always like the one that's willing to do drastic things. And this one, at first, he's like, no, I'm not doing it. Like, I'm good. I'm good where I'm at. Did, was that interesting to you guys that they sort of had another stumbling block. They couldn't even get Tony to help them. Couldn't get Iron Man to help. I thought it was an interesting perspective on what we were just talking about was showing everyone's failures, but then also mm-hmm. showing how people, what they, like, almost gained from it in a sense and what their reaction was. Because, like, it is a contrast to, like, the obvious response, which is, oh, my goodness, we have to go get everybody back. But then on the other hand, you have Tony Stark who... Like, this tragic thing happened, and he was really lucky to still have his loved one, and so he built a family after it. And then Yeah, he's moving on. Yeah, he's he's moving on. And then to be like, oh, well, if we get everybody back, then then I have the potential to lose what I made from this loss. And he makes that clear from the get-go. He's like, listen, if we get everybody back, cool, but I do not want to lose what I've gained. You know, I don't, that I'm not willing to sacrifice one for the other. And I liked that because it was a different perspective because everybody else was sort of wallowing in self-pity and Tony had sort of moved on almost. He had accepted it, that he failed and that he sort of moved on. I think you could say kind of the same thing about the Hulk. Yeah, a little bit. He kind of (laughs) learned to embrace his inner anger and then turned into this lovable Hulk. What were were your thoughts uh, on... Professor Hulk, as he's known, uh, called in the comics. I think in this movie they just call him Bruce the whole time. But in the comics, this version of Hulk is Professor Hulk. Yeah, I think. I mean, I agree with James about so like jokes that seem funny in the moment, not aging well. Say green. 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 Did you get that? Hulk out. But it's almost funny because it's corny. I almost feel like that will age well because he's he's so corny when he does it. <laughs> he's like, but like, hey. <laughs> I guess like, so when they make another movie in ten years and everybody has to rewatch these, and you have like kids who do it, like you have ten year olds who, in, like, they're being born today who in ten years go and watch this movie to prep for the next big What's one. What's a dad? Are they just are they just gonna <laughs> think he's waving? <laughs> Dab. Well, he says it. He says dab. They'll be able to look up whatever sort of internet. Urban dictionary. Dab. What does dab mean? <laughs> I actually like the part where he says, "Listen to your moms. She know they they know best." That made me laugh pretty hard. Cause just like random. <laughs> also, shout out to Ant Man for wanting to get a picture taken, and then the kids being like, "We don't know who you are. You've been gone for that five years. We don't funny. have no idea who you are." And Paul Rudd is like, yeah, oh, pretty... they don't want, they don't know who Ant Man is. No one knows who Ant Man is. It's fine. That take, was funny. Take, take the damn phone. <laughs> um, okay, so they go back in time. They obviously there's always like sort of conflict. Like they don't get the tesseract. Loki gets the tesseract instead, so they have to go back even further in time to get that. But eventually they get all these stones. However, during this, um, two major things happen that we sort of talked about a little bit. One, Natasha, Black Widow, has to sacrifice herself for this... My cat. (laughs) Black Widow has to sacrifice herself for the Soul Stone. And the other thing that happens is that 2014 Thanos intercepts their plan. And at this point, the movie really starts, I feel like, gains steam. Like, you sort of feel that, like, big conflict coming when he sort of finds out what's going on. Also... I love the fact that they let him watch his own highlight reel, and he's just like 
smiling, like, so pleased with himself as he's giving this inevitable speech. You just see the 2014 Thanos like, yeah, that's me. I'm a badass. I'm unstoppable. Well, well done. <laughs> So, 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 so you know how you guys were saying that when he got when the original Thanos got killed off in the beginning of the movie. Yes, that was like, whoa, what are they gonna do? Wasn't what were they gonna do? But it was like, whoa, that was fast, right? It was like surprising. Yeah, I wasn't surprised by that, but I was surprised when Thanos became aware, like the past Thanos became aware of the plan. He was like, whoa, I'm gonna do something about this. Yeah, it's almost like. He and I was like, "This is fun." Yeah, he was like, "Oh, they're trying to undo something I've already done. I'm not gonna let that happen. Like, I, I'm not gonna let these guys un un unravel what I've you know un you know just correct what I think is right." So he decides to basically hijack their little stone quest. <laughs> Which hijack? No, he he was just like, "I'll let them." collect them for me and I'll just rob them at the end. Which I said to James that, Anna, let me know what you think about this. Wouldn't you be better off just like intercepting that stone and then killing the Avengers bef- in your own timeline? Like one at a time? Yeah. As opposed to going to fight them all at once? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is what he does in he the He got cocky. He like got cocky. I know. smart villain the whole time. You said, "Is he a super smart villain?" No, all the time? I, I, he what? Like he's been this super smart villain the whole time, and then the decisions he makes that lead to his demise are just silly. Well, I mean, I think part of it is that he wants revenge against those specifically doing, trying to undo his his whole thing. So maybe well, him he- killing the Avengers in his own timeline wouldn't have been a satisfying, satisfying, you know. He wanted to get the guys that are doing what they're doing, the time travelers. He was pissed off. It kind of reminds me. Also, he of saw his head the, get chopped off. <laughs> it it kind of reminds me of how the Avengers were in Infinity War and how emotional and the stupid mistakes that they made, like Star Lord. Hold on, hold on, hold on. You know? What stupid mistakes does Thanos make other than wanting to fight them? Uh, waiting, I guess, waiting for them. That's the only thing I can think of. Well, that his would be motives stupid. change fairly quickly. You know, you mean, he like, goes from being like, let's eliminate half the universe, to being like, I'll just eliminate the whole dang thing. No, but I, it made sense, though, right? I thought it made sense the way he said it in his one of his only monologues in the movie when he says, you guys have shown me that if I leave anyone behind, there will always be resistance. So, therefore, I'm going to get rid of everybody. <laughs> Yeah. And it sort of just hit, it just like his evolution into like this philosopher into like a full blown maniacal villain. But I felt like if he wasn't willing to become a full like because Thanos has been around for a while, if he wasn't willing to become a full blown villain before now, like it just felt like a very abrupt change that was solely for driving the plot forward. Or vengeance. He saw his head get chopped off. I mean, I don't know what that does to a person. If you saw your head get chopped <coughs> off in a video, wouldn't you be like, I gotta get get those guys back? No? Just me? <laughs> I'm the only one? I mean, but he wanted to kill everybody anyway. No? I mean, like, in, I, in, in, in Infinity War, he almost goes out of his way not to kill anyone. I'm just not sure. James, your thoughts on uh, on Thanos's motives and if whether or not he made the right decision or changed too fast? I think in Infinity War he had a well rounded motive and everything. He's like, I have a retirement plan. <laughs> He's like, I've seen some stuff. He's been around the block. He, yeah, he had to like let go of his daughter, of, uh, loved one, his daughter. Yeah, you know. Whereas this one, he was just like, like an angry kid. He was like, "Oh no, fuck." So that, that. was another thing I thought of too uh, that you mentioned it, and I think James and I had spoken about this. But like, maybe the reason that 2014 Thanos is so impulsive is that he didn't have to go through the journey of getting the stones himself, and he just saw that he did it, and therefore maybe he was a little bit less humble as to how that he needs journey to goes. Sit down, huh? 
He needs to sit down. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he just sits down and he waits. <laughs> I'm gonna wait. Uh, any so basically, he gets there, and then the final battle happens. Um, and then when the guys return, blah, 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 let's get to Captain America picking up the hammer. Did that mean anything to you, Anna, as a person who's a I would say casual fan? No. Okay. <laughs> but did, 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 did people cheer? Thor, Thor summons his hammer. Oh, you didn't think that was cool when he got both of them? Well, no, I know that Thor like summons it, so it's like a Thor powerful thing. So I know it's uh-huh. like powerful. But it's you have to be worthy of wielding it. Is the thing. Okay. So, like, those who are worthy can, <laughs> okay. can wield okay, the so hammer and have the power of Thor. So when Captain America picks it up, he's worthy of the power of Thor. Did you watch Age of Ultron? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, see, this is where, this is where that payoff is, though. <laughs> because in that movie, they all gather around at a party, and they're all trying to lift Thor's hammer, and nobody can do it. And Captain America nudges it just a little bit, like a tiny bit. So when he picks it up in this movie, that's why Thor goes, I knew it. <laughs> I knew it. Fat Thor. When Fat Thor says, I knew it. Lebowski I, Thor, as best. Iron Man refers to him. You said Thor's the, Thor's the best? Yeah, Thor's the best. Um, he picks up Thor. So Captain America picks up Thor's hammer, and then they fight Thanos, and they lose again, basically. I mean, Thanos is cleaning up, man. He's taking out Iron Man and Thor and Captain America relatively easy, I feel like, even with Captain America wielding the hammer. But then the new, then the old guys come back, or the dusted people come back, and then there's this big final royale, battle royale. How did you guys feel about that? And specifically, how did you feel about uh, Captain Marvel? Because she's barely in the movie, other than the basically the beginning and the end. She's she, that's it. She's basically okay. Like, did you guys have a problem with that? Like I didn't really have a problem with it per se. It seemed like they're like people were building it up to like her being the savior of this movie. I never thought that that was going to be her role, though. Like, I Uh, never thought that she would be the savior, because I feel like that would make the other Avengers not matter. And I never thought it would come down to her. Like, I thought that she would help, but I never thought that she would be, like, the MVP or anything. I mean, some people had a problem. They're like, where where is she? She's in the beginning, and then in the end. Where is she? I was like, it's not her movie. Not her movie. She's not a part of the Avengers proper, and she's sort of doing what they're doing on Earth in other places in the universe, which makes sense to me for her character. Anna, your thoughts on Captain Marvel's involvement? What did you even think? Like, I honestly, they could have got away with just not having her in the movie at all. I guess. Okay, like, I, d- I don't think they could have gotten away with that. Because why? Because they needed her to rescue Iron Man. I mean, like that's really the only like thing of use she does. But like, I mean, I understand I mean, her being I in the movie for we, characters. So we like, we just saw her her like two hour movie like last month, which I enjoyed. Yeah, I'm like one of the. I feel like I'm one of the few people. It's that sort of like it. how <laughs> last year Black Panther came out and then he was hardly in Infinity War. Yeah, I mean, part of that is just because the script writers are writing these movies like way before their these are origin stories are coming out. Yeah, so but no I also think how it ties into like you know, because I feel like you brought this up you've brought this up before when we've talked about Avengers is that like this is sort of the last hoorah for these original Avengers like this yeah. isn't Captain Marvel's movie this isn't Black Panther's no. movie their time is coming yeah and they'll they'll, yeah, get, they'll, they'll get their chance they'll get their team up movie yeah. I'm sure in the future versus Galactus or Silver Surfer or something we just like need that. to we just gotta wait 10 years make room for the new people get rid of the old guard Either killing them or let, let them have a nice little ending. What? Yeah. <laughs> what did you say? You cut out. <laughs> I said we need to get rid of like the old guard and make room for the new people. And either having a nice little ending for them or just by killing them. <laughs> but uh, to go along with this. Or starting in a like, TV show. <laughs> So at some point, Iron Man asks Doctor Strange if this is the one in 14 million, a callback to Infinity War, mm-hmm. where Strange says, I can't tell you, although he ends up basically telling him with his finger. One. Yeah. But uh, 
so Iron Man basically wrestles away the, the stones from Thanos. Did, was this a satisfying end for you guys to uh, Thanos' sort of journey and then to conclude like with getting rid of him? Like, did, was, that, was that like a good... How do you guys feel about that? Oh, man. You guys are thinking really hard. I may have not worked. Thinking really hard. I... Well, it's a tricky question. Because... Like, I feel like what I want to say is somewhat contradictory to things that I've already said. Say it. But I feel like it was, you know? Like, like Iron Man's really the one to bring him down. And Iron Man's the one that this all started with. And so I felt like, yes. <laughs> Did it make sense? I think Did it sort of make logical sense how he got the stones off of Thanos' gauntlet? No. <laughs> with, his, with his nanotechnology? No, didn't follow no, that one. Didn't care. <laughs> uh, James? Uh, yeah, I'm cool with Tony killing it. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, so think about it. Tony has been... He's had Thanos on his mind since the attack on New York. That's so true. he's been hit with this mentally. He has felt the loss of Peter Parker in Infinity War, which is kind of like one of the reasons why he decides to make a time machine. Yeah. yeah. So it's 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 only right that he is the one that, you know, ends it. Yeah, I, I I definitely see that. Um, what were your thoughts on Hulk being the the one to bring all the other people back? That Hulk got to do the good guy snap. I, I mean, it felt like they sort of spaced it out. Like everybody had something they did. It wasn't yeah. just one person saved it. You know, like yeah. Ant Man came back and like brought in the time travel. Uh, the Hulk did the snap. Iron Man figured Thor, out. Iron Man did most Thor of it. Thor aimed for the head. Thor, Thor fought well in the final battle. I'll give him that. He was he was. It was. I think it was harder for him to catch Thanos off guard this time because Thanos had watched the highlight reel and he was aware of that big axe. He watched the tape. He watched yeah. the tape. I compare my friend Mike. Uh, shout out to Uber Mike. He compared it to like a MMA fighter watching film of like a loss. And then correcting the mistakes in the rematch, and it felt like Thanos was like very heavily aware of Stormbreaker. He was like, "I am not getting my head chopped off in this fight. Like, it is not happening." So I definitely felt that. Um, yeah, I mean, I only the story and then sort of ends. I mean, the the so Iron Man snaps away Thanos and his army, and then they have the funeral because the snap takes basically takes Tony Stark out because he's not the Hulk or Thanos two of the stronger characters, and they were able to survive the snap. And then then you have Captain America, who sort of destroys all time continuity by deciding to be selfish and go back in time to marry Peggy and get his happy ending. And then the movie kind of just ends a little bit. On a high note, though, because Thor joins the Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> I That is a movie that I would watch. I'm so excited. <laughs> Everybody's so, excited. I'm really worried that that is just like a teaser and that he's not going to be in Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Like, part of me feels bad. like that's almost too much. Like, can you imagine that? Like, because the Guardians are great, but if you throw Thor, Thor in there, it's almost like another Avengers movie. I'm pretty sure that's why they decided to keep Gunn's original... Uh, Guardians Three script. script. Do you think that his Thor was in it? Is he in it? He, he. I don't know. I'm just saying, like he's had to be in like Guardians of the Galaxy Three script. So you're saying that if he's not in Guardians of Three, you're gonna be. It's like a big tease. You're gonna hate it. I would hate it. You don't even if they just like well Thor's off. Like what 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 could Thor? He's he's going out there to find himself. Well, I mean, that so doesn't he mean he's going to stay with them the whole time. James, why don't you get out? Get, we'll talk about that in a second when we talk about what's next. Um, James has a really cool theory about what they should do with Thor, and I'm, I'm in agreement of it, and we'll talk about it in a second. But 
Uh, speaking of Thor, let's talk a little bit about the characters of this movie. Um, who sort of stuck out to you? I'll say this before you guys go. Obviously, the big hitters were awesome. Captain America and Iron Man were great. Felt like Captain America had a lot more to do in this movie, and that's probably because he didn't have a lot to do in Infinity War. As I, as a Screen Junkie said, he was kind of the most glorified guy who knows a guy in that movie. He's like, I know a guy. I know a guy. And in this movie, he actually did a lot of stuff. So, shout out to him. <laughs> yeah, and and uh, but I will say like it, one thing I liked about this movie is that it gave characters like Scarlett uh, Johansson's Black Widow and Jeremy Renner's uh, Hawkeye a lot to do in ways that they don't normally get to do as much in other Avengers movies. They always feel like sort of tertiary characters, and in this one they felt vital to the plot because they were sort of um they were both affected by the snap in different ways and they sort of their emotions kind of carried how heavy this movie was in its more dramatic you know spots mm-hmm. um but what characters did you guys sort of enjoy the most obviously i think i enjoyed thanos a lot as well uh thor thor fat fat <laughs> uh, so fat thor also a guy that took it a different way i mean i feel like that's one thing that's unique about this movie is that not everybody's wallowing and sad and just like they're so determined to turn back the clock Everybody's sort of dealing with this in a very different way, and for them all to come back on the same page at the end is kind of cool. Yeah. And Thor is dealing with it in in a way where it's very unhealthy for himself. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, poor Thor. Thor and his rock man were my favorite. And Meek. Is that his name, Meek? The bug man, yeah. Meek, Korg, and Thor living in a little cottage, which was (laughs) filthy, by the way. So gross. <laughs> Valkyrie probably would never go in there. <laughs> um, James, what characters sort of stuck out to you um, as you were watching this film? Uh, well, I like what they did differently with certain characters. Kind of like I wasn't expecting Thor to be fat in this one. Did not see that coming at all. Or like I'm, I'm glad that he didn't just automatically lightening himself into a six pack yeah I like was, he was still so still like fat at the last battle yeah so the part where he like calls on the lightning to like suit up basically to fight Thanos I for sure thought they were gonna revert him back to like fit the god body yeah. they didn't do it and I feel like that's a really brave thing <laughs> not brave but kind of risky I feel like the easy way to be like yeah he just zapped himself into shape but they didn't do that they made him he had to you know he had to carry that, I say carry that weight, which is sort of on the nose, but you know what I mean. Like he he made those choices and he had to live with them. And the choices that he made to cope with that feeling of yeah. despair was to get out of shape. And he didn't get out of that with easy. Like he's not gonna get out of that just by calling on lightning. He's gonna have to earn that back. And I I was I thought it was interesting that like if you compare this movie versus uh, Ragnarok, in that movie Valkyrie was the drunk you know Mm. but she was still going and doing some stuff like finding mercenaries or finding people to fight sorry while Thor decided to just stay at home and play video games with Korg playing video games with Korg sounds so fun though you have to yeah it's like not not the worst (laughs) no but yeah it was just like those different things that they did with characters uh like Professor Hulk it was really cool to see. Oh yeah, he's wearing shirts Valkyrie now. fight in the in the battle. Oh yeah, her yeah. Pegasus horse was yeah. one of the highlights of the battle for me. Just seeing how cool that was. Um. Okay. Great. What, what about you? Who me? Yeah. Like I said, I think that the characters like Black Widow and Hawkeye having things to do in this movie that they otherwise may not have. Obviously. As James knows, I'm a huge Nebula stan, and I really like her storyline in this movie, and the fact that she literally has to kill her former self to sort of save the day in a way. That's a uh, Speaks to what with, this speaks to what this. All right, let that. <laughs> you need to let it go. All right, I'm tired of this. Here. Okay. We're not going to talk about time travel here, but we went off before the po- <laughs> yeah, podcast. But what I was but stay am. I'll tell. I'll say this. I am Matt. It's funny how they would Go ahead. call themselves out before anyone else could say anything about time travel. They started naming up like different movies 
And at this one point, they're like, oh, so Back to the Future was BS. And I'm sure Anna was very upset about that because she's a very Bro, big Back to the Future I hate fan. that. I hate that they say that. You know, I got, I okay. got my... This... That's like the golden standard. <laughs> I mean, it, it is the... Yeah, it, it's a big, big one in the time travel sphere. I'll give you guys that, but meh. But, I'm Get over it. it. <laughs> Um, yeah, so those characters, Nebula, I think it, her killing herself, her evil self, is sort of just a, like a physical embodiment of how much her character has grown since she was introduced in the MCU. And I think for them to sort of reflect on that was interesting because uh, basically n- the Nebula with Thanos gets killed by the Nebula who, who by all accounts is an Avenger. Like she's an Avenger at that point. Mm-hmm. Like she is yeah. a hero. And it just shows how... <coughs> how much her characters changed, and the fact that she knew that she knew that the 2014 version of her would have killed Gamora in that moment, and that if she didn't do something, that she would have that she would have lost her again, and that she wasn't willing to do that. She was willing to kill herself to prevent that from happening. Pretty crazy. Pretty heavy stuff. Yeah. She looked at herself and uh, and shot herself. This reminded me of us actually. <laughs> kind of like us actually. Shout out to Jordan Peele, <laughs> who will uh, hopefully will maybe he'll direct an MCU one day, MCU movie one day. Hopefully not. <laughs> um, I'd I rather. Thought, ha- I thought, oh, okay. Go ahead. So that's the thing. Like you know, people are always like, "Oh, I want to see more Quentin Tarantino movies." But then recently there was a rumor of that he might direct a Star Trek movie, a rated R and Star I, Trek movie. And I was like, "Ooh, that is interesting." Yeah. So maybe, maybe yeah. I would like to see his take on, not, if not a, Marvel movie or DC movie, like his own type of movie, kind of like, Brightburn, you know. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be cool. Yeah. So I am looking forward to Brightburn. (laughs) I'm looking forward to it, but that last trailer was unimpressive. I'll still watch it. But I feel like it gave away a little bit too much. But we'll see. Um, real quick, let's pour one out for Iron Man, Black Widow, Captain America, because he's retired, and Thanos. Uh, the I think is inarguably the most de- developed villain that the MCU has. Or as you know, the the kids like to call him Daddy. Daddy. Oh, Daddy. Daddy. <laughs> Daddy he's thick. He's very thick. Um, and then. Anna, you brought this up before we start recording, and I think this is a great way to end, but the Marvel movies have always been about what's next. But this one wasn't so much like that, even in, in at least story-wise, and they didn't have a stinger at the end. There was really just a sense of finality. But we're not stupid, and we live in the real world, the, the world where this movie made $1.2 billion in three days or four days or whatever. So we know that there are more. Spider-Man's coming out in July. Um, what what is next? Where does this go? And, and and is there another ten year journey that the Marvel Cinematic Universe is about to take us on? Uh, I mean, I think there is another journey that they're about to take us on. I don't think these movies will stop being made because we just said movies like Captain Marvel, Black Panther, Ant Man and the Wasp. They've definitely Doctor set themselves. I haven't seen any Doctor Strange movies. Well, I mean, he only has, he only has one, but the second um, one will come out. Like, a, there's Guardians with Thor. I mean, yeah, that's a new there's thing. like a big setup for this ball to keep rolling, and it makes a lot Not of to mention, money. So there's no reason yeah. that it wouldn't keep going. Yeah. Uh, and, one thing we kind of talked about before it started, though, is like, like this movie, it got difficult to follow if you hadn't seen certain other movies in the universe like I've probably seen about five movies but I hadn't seen the right five movies to watch this movie (laughs) and so when you're 50 movies deep like how do you keep this going do you like does it start over here and so the over the next decade it'll be a new build up and they'll only really ref like it'll be more reference to these movies with an occasional easter egg for these guys or do they keep going and when movie 50 comes out you need to know things from Iron Man 3 
I don't think you'll ever need to know things from Iron Man 3 <laughs> or like Thor The Dark World again. I think those are probably retired. I do think you might need to know Black Panther's origin movie. You might need to know Captain Marvel's origin movie. Um, Spider-Man Homecoming. Although I think Spider-Man is so established in the pop culture lexicon that you pretty much probably know everything about Spider-Man's origin that you'd need to. I don't even... I don't even think... Yeah. I mean, they could pretty much do whatever they want with Peter Parker. Uh, but, I mean, I, yeah, I think you're right. I mean, we know the movies that they have announced are movies of characters that are way less popular than these characters as of right now. I mean, they'll obviously probably get popular because that's what Marvel does. They make popular characters, you know, imp- feel important. They make characters that are lesser known feel popular and, and important. So you have movies like The Eternals coming out and Shang-Chi and uh, the Black Widow movie is a prequel, but... There will be movies like that that come out, and they'll sort of create, like you said, this new book, right? I'm using it. I think that that's why I'm sort of thinking about it in the sense that it's all book with the connected, connective tissue. Um, and also, we didn't even mention. I mean, I, we sort of mentioned before the podcast, but they now have the rights to X Men. So as soon as this Dark Phoenix crap movie comes out, they'll probably put that on the shelf for a few years and then dust it off. And um, they also have Fantastic Four now, which I, I'm begging for someone to do a Fantastic Four movie that's not awful. <laughs> like, just, it needs to be done because they're really cool characters, and it's another team movie they can do and with, you know, with these very popular uh, <coughs> franchise. So what's next? I think, I think it'll be – I think they'll start pretty modest – I think there'll be a lot of, like you said, Easter eggs to characters that they'll, they'll put in the future. Kind of like Iron Man 2 has Captain America's shield as an Easter egg, right? It's like a prototype well, of the shield. I think there'll be I stuff think, like that I think, for a while. I uh, think in Iron Man 2, I forget, Iron Man 1 or 2, they had an Easter egg where in the background there was Wakanda. Yeah, there's like that. There's that. There's the shield. There's Thor's hammer and the stinger. Like there'll be stuff like that. I think for a while. Um, I think it is gonna be a slow build for another ten year sort of overarching story. Which it worked for them. You yeah, know? I think that they will do a slow roll though. I don't think they're compared gonna, to they're not gonna rush what, into anything. Well, that's what DC tried to do with Batman versus Superman and all this other stuff. Where if you compare that to Civil War, you have all these other movies and you kind of understand where two characters are coming from. Where this where Batman versus Superman is just like you got one movie, and this is how they feel, and you're just supposed to care. I mean all they did in that movie is they relied on the fact that everybody knows who Batman is. And they were just like, Hey, you guys know Batman, right? We don't have to worry we don't have to really do another Batman. You guys know Batman, it's not a problem. And we do, but that movie still was bad. Like, maybe if that movie wasn't so poorly written, it might not have been that bad though. Like that movie's just really bad. So I don't know. James, is, is there anything you want to see in the future of the MCU? Do you want them to sort of keep, like Anna said, making movies that sort of reward people for investing time? And it's almost like a TV show. Yeah, it's like a big scale TV show. I mean, people love talking about it, trying to find Easter eggs. Oh, spoil this, spoil that. That's like free publicity for them, you know? Yeah. Sure. And like misdirections on certain things. Like people thought the scrolls would be a big thing in in this movie. Nope. No scrolls. No scroll stinger for James. He was very disappointed in that. He thought there would be a scroll (laughs) stinger. But, yeah, it was... It's... I don't know if they're gonna reference anything from like this period of Marvel movies, but you could kind of see where they're kind of moving forward in things, because like someone, like I read online that they there was this like throwaway line in this movie that could mean something more. What line? Oh, which line? Uh. Okay, so you remember when oh, Black Widow yeah, was yeah. talking to everybody? Yeah, yeah. And then uh, there, she was talking to Okoye from Wakanda, and she's like, oh, there's this earthquake underwater. And she's like, so just let it happen, whatever. 
you know, people are suggesting that that could be Neymar. Neymar is pretty much the Aquaman of the Marvel universe. But the thing about Neymar is it's tied up in, I think, in Universal. Well, they can make a Neymar movie, but it won't be like Neymar. It'll be like so, him in another movie. So this is what I told Trent. He could be kind of like the protagonist to a Black Panther movie. Antagonist. Or, yeah, yeah. Antagonist. Where they have you have... You, you have like two different, I guess, secret worlds beefing or something. I don't know, but that could be something interesting for the future. Yeah. Black Panther two, Neymar. You heard it, Ryan Coogler. Get on it. <laughs> get to work. They're already on it. To introduce a new. Yeah, I know he's probably already writing the script right now. <laughs> um, um, is there any final thoughts? I mean, anything that you guys want to say before we close out? I think we've said. Without retreading what other people have said, I think we've said basically all we've wanted to. Except for Anna's whole thing on time travel and how they broke it. <laughs> they broke the time space continuum. <laughs> hey man, maybe that'll be that. As like I said before, I think that might be the point of another movie later on. Yeah, that's fair. No? Final thoughts? Nothing? No? I'm looking forward to a light and breezy Spider-Man movie. It will be. It will be like the opposite of this. I will say, I wonder how they're going to handle the fact that it's <coughs> 2023 now. And like only half people aged five years and another half people didn't. I wonder if they'll even say anything about that in Spider-Man. Like, does that even come up? Like, oh man, remember Craig... Before we got, yeah. before we got, dusted, everybody you went really to high school with is now a grown adult. Half, yeah, dude. Half of them. Like, you're like 15, so and then your friends are like 20. You're like shit. Yeah, like yeah, his friends like 25, and he's, you know, 20. I don't know. I wonder if they'll even say anything about that, or if it'll just be like, uh It'll be like it'll be like World on a back news. To yeah, it'll be like on like a newscast in the background. It'll be like after the it's been it's been six months since the Avengers headquarters battle that rescued the universe or something like that. Like it'll just be something like that. It'll just be mentioned in the background. Like people are finally sort of putting their lives back together. I don't know. The world looked pretty beat up. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. So. That's that's probably why they're going to uh, Europe. Yeah. It's like, all right, we're going to Europe. Yeah, Europe's any better? I mean, come on, man. Who's, who knows? Well, I don't have anything else to add. I'm excited for the future. I'm excited for the slow roll into another 10 years. Maybe the next time there's a big-time movie like this, I'll be 35 years old or so. 35. Uh, That's eight Hopefully, years. Hopefully the DC universe has Its own version movies. of this. Yeah. Because, like, I don't want them to fail. I want them to, like, be competitive. Therefore, making the Marvel movies more strong. Like They need a Ragnarok-style re-makeover of Henry Cavill's Superman. And then I'm <laughs> Like, if you just do that, I'm in. Like, if some director that has a good Superman idea comes in and says, we're going to actually give Henry Cavill, who, by the way, is a good actor, some stuff to work with for another Superman movie, I'm in, man. I'm in. That's all it takes. Anna, your thoughts on Henry Cavill Superman? Maybe just give him like a I've little bit of a makeover. Only seen him in Justice League. Yeah, he's not very good in Justice League. <laughs> he doesn't have a lot. He's not about to do. He shows up, starts beating people up. It's like, no, which is you, you've seen him. Probably pretty weird. You've seen him in Mission Impossible. No, I think she meant Superman. Yeah, as Superman. I've also Superman. What didn't wasn't he also oh. Jesus and Passion of the Christ? That's a different person. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. That's like Jeff. All these white guys look the same. Jeff Caviezel or something played Jesus in. Let me see the passion. That's funny that you thought it was Henry. (laughs) No, he definitely didn't. Yeah, Jim Caviezel is the the guy that plays. Not even Henry. Not even his name. Not even Henry. What's his name again? Jim. They're like Jim Caviezel. pretty white guy names. Jeb, yeah. I don't know. Henry Henry got a lot bigger than Jesus. So, but all right. <laughs> all right. Well, that being said, that was our in game 
basically our in-game, uh, you know, epilogue, if you will. Like, it wasn't so much a review. It was more like what we thought, our, our reflections on it, and looking back at the MCU as we know it and how it has changed. Um, but, as always, that was James and Anna. I'm Trent, and we will see you at the movies. Uh,